Welcome to another episode of the Aero School for Men, Practical Man Training. And today I'm going to focus on fear and faith and how do you practically let the Lord work through your life to rid you of fear. Um, And we'll be looking in 1 John where it talks about perfect love casts out fear. And, you know, maybe some people like to live in fear, but I I am one that that fear has robbed me of so many things. And it doesn't just rob you. It robs your family, uh, robs those that are with you. And the opposite way, when we walk in faith, it gives to those around you. And it's something that my dad alluded to in our first episode. He said, one of the roles of a man is to provide that stability. And I was just recently talking with him about um, the coronavirus and him being a small business owner and and just even being a father and a husband. And one thing he said is, I have to keep leading in courage. I have to walk in a way that I bring courage to others. And that's what faith is. Faith is a courage that's built upon who God is. And because God is good, we can trust Him, even though the circumstances might not be good. Um, things might not turn out how we think they should. Uh, businesses can fail. Relationships can sour. All those different things. And yet, in courage, we go back to, well, who is God? What is His character? And then who am I in relation to God? And when my faith is placed on Christ and on the finished work of the cross, when my eyes are set there and my heart really is walking that out practically, and that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you practically walk out? It's this great theoretical, great theology to say everything is finished in Christ, but what does that actually look like to walk out? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, in my paper Bible, you can hear the, the pages right here, we're going to look at 1 John 4, 17 and 18. Focusing more on 18, and then we can actually look at 19 as well. But verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, referring to God and especially the Son, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. So there's lots of great truth here, but let's start at verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. The truth is God has shown amazing courage in sending his son, amazing faith in his son, that his son would live a perfect life on this earth, fulfill his um his responsibility on this earth, but more than that, restore us into relationship with him. And he extends that. God made him who knew no sin uh, to be sin for us. So in God going forward, in God showing love, then the question is, do we understand the love that is ours? And it plays itself differently, I think, for men and for women, generally. Not in all cases, but but in generally. That men desire to be respected and women desire to be loved. But a man receives love through being respected. And part of the ways that a man receives affirmation 
from the Lord is to believe the truth about who he is as a man, who he is as a son, who he is and the promises that are his. And if you look at the end of verse 17, it says, because as he is, so are we in this world. And this verse primarily is talking about the judgment. Basically, when we stand before God at the end of the world, and when this world is done and we stand before the judgment seat, even as believers, we do not have to fear because it says, because as he is, so are we. Because of Christ's finished work and us being found in Christ, when the Father looks at us and would apply any blame for all of our sins, He sees his son and he sees his perfected son. He sees the blood of Christ that covers us. And therefore we are perfect in Christ. And that's the primary application of this verse. But I think there's some really amazing practical truth in verse 18 for us. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. So, I'll give you a specific fear that I have struggled with much my life. Um, it's one, it's, it seems so dumb, but it's one that I just continually struggle with. And the Lord, as of recently, is working to grow my faith in this area because fear and faith are polar opposites. Uh, if you want to know how to get rid of fear, grow in faith. And if you want to grow in fear, get rid of your faith. But perfect love casts out fear. Okay, so my fear is that there's not going to be enough. Um, Some people call it a poverty mentality, and it plays itself out in a lot of different ways. But but basically, um, like even this morning, um, when I was recording this, I'm like, oh, I got to go pick up my family from the airport. Do I have enough time? And fear sometimes paralyzes me. Um, It... um, it, it has to do with time, that I don't have enough time to do everything I need to do, or I don't have enough money. And um, the money one is more growing up in a lower middle class family where things were tight. If you wanted something, uh, you usually had to earn the money to, to do it. And, um, and so that's played out multiple different times in my life. Um, but most specifically... Um, a fear that I feel played itself out for too long in my life was I did not want to fly the B-52. Um, it was not the plane that I wanted to fly. Uh, it wasn't this uh, glamorous. It's actually the complete opposite of glamorous. Uh, it stands for big, ugly, fat, and then you can fill in the last F, B-U-F-F. So it's not... Um, not some people dream of flying that plane. And because of that, motivated by fear, I worked so hard while I was at the Air Force Academy. And in so hard, I stole from so many people. I was so selfish. I was always about me. I was about my grades. And at the Air Academy, um, you didn't just have a, uh, an academic grade, but you had a military grade and you had a physical grade. So guess what? All three of those, I was looking out for number one and I would do whatever it took to get the top grade militarily, academically, and physically in order to go to this special pilot training program called INJEPT, Euronado Joint Jet Pilot Training. Now, the motivation was not one that was God-fearing and it wasn't one that God is... He loves me. He's going to provide for me. He's going to take care of me. It was, I need to take care of myself. 
And that's something that I had learned over the years that I'm not going to look to my parents, my church, even to God, my my friends to take care of me. I was like, I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah, I'll interact with the other people, but I'm going to take care of myself. So the whole time I was at the academy, I, out of fear, worked so hard and did not give very much to anybody around me, um, did not give time, was very selfish with my time, was selfish with my money, selfish with my energy, um, looked out for number one, didn't take the time to build relationships. And so all based out of fear. And it was very subtle. I couldn't have told you this at the time. That's what was going on. But looking back, having, you know, 16 years to look at this, or, you know, almost 20 now, I'm like, yeah, it was practically all fear-based. So what happened with that fear? That fear was if I don't go to Shepherd, I'll end up flying the B-52 or maybe some other plane I didn't want to fly. And I want to be a fighter pilot. So I used that motivation and it drove every or almost every decision. And it robbed the people in the present. And it also precluded me from giving or receiving during that time, um, especially relationally. I could have developed such amazing relationships and they were so surface level. But in the end, the whole story is I ended up going to Shepherd. Uh, My work paid off. And yet, and it's a whole another story through multiple different failures and everything like that, I ended up not flying fighters, which I wanted to fly, and I ended up flying the B-52. So the plane I did not want to go to, the one I'd worked for so many years and put hours and hours into, in a way became a um, self-proclaiming prophecy because my fear motivated me. And... I wish I could say that that was the only time I've done things out of fear. But I want to contrast that with faith. And the specific thing that I'm working through right now of faith is trusting that God's going to provide for me in the future. And um, we're entering a a season of transition. Um, We're praying about a, um, a job in Colorado. We're praying about a new home there. We're praying about, um, a new church and uh, school options and all these things. And the natural part of me fears and says, I need to work really hard to set up connections and network and make sure I do every single thing possible to um, get myself lined up for a job. I need to scour Zillow or Trulia or Realer.com. Um, that's one of the, the things it's just uh, you ask my wife that I'm I'm into is I like to look at houses online or property or land, but I can do it to an excess, not just a couple times. Oh yeah, that's nice. Let's look and that's some good ideas. No, I can look at it for hours. And all of them, if I if I boil them all down, they're once again fear based. They're I think I have to take care of myself. And if I think I have to really take care of myself, it's really that I'm pointing the finger and saying to God, God, you're not really going to take care of me, or I'm not really sure you are, or how you've taken care of me in the past is not what I really wanted. And because of that, I miss out on fellowship with the Lord 
And I actually, like I said, I rob from the present. I rob from the people. I rob from myself. And the other thing is I rob peace. And peace is a thing that when we as men walk in peace and walk in courage, like my father was talking about, it is such a joy to our families, to our wife, to our children, to our extended family, to our friends when they're like, this man knows peace. He's walking in joy. He knows who he is. And I want to be around him. I want to receive from him. I probably trust him more. And so this last week, um, the Lord was really challenging me. To, he was showing me the fear in my heart concerning provision. And one of the best things you can do is when you have fear, acknowledge it. And one of the things that um, my wife's uncle pointed about about fear is fear loves to hide in the shadows. So this is something Uncle Char has has said many times. And, and one of the best things you can do is when you have a fear, you're like struggling, you're not at peace, write it out. So this is the practical application. Get your notebook, write out your fears. I'm afraid I'm going to end up in a bad job. I'm afraid that I'm going to marry the wrong person. I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough money. I'm not going to be able to afford to send my kids to college. I'm afraid um, of my health. Right now, a lot of people are afraid of COVID. Now, there's the other side of a lot of this. There is wisdom. And I'm not saying do everything with courageous and with and and don't have discretion. But I'm talking about fear and fear that is crippling or fear that robs from you. So like Uncle Char said, it when it hides, let's bring it to the light and let's write down every one of the fears. So take a page of your notebook and just write out, I am afraid of this. Like for me, I'm afraid that I'm not going to end up in the job that I want, or I'm afraid that finances are going to be tight, or I'm afraid I'm not going to find the right house for my family. I'm afraid we're not going to live in the right location. We're going to spend too much time driving. All those fears, write them down. Because once you can at least know what those fears are, then you can basically bring those to God. And then when we bring them to God, just like we talked about in the How to Do a Quiet Time mission, the whole adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication is a great model to apply to um, these specific fears. And so what I did, I was struggling with this a lot this week. And so I talked with my wife and we spent some time praying. I called my parents and they joined me in prayer as well. And as soon as I uh, prayed with my parents, both my dad and my mom over the phone, I was like, there was a burden that lift in some of their courage, I think some of their peace and just some of their spirit, because they've been walking with the Lord for 40 some years. Just their whole, the, the spirit within them was able to pass and, and just encourage my spirit. And what I did is I, I wrote out, basically, I called it the Colorado move. And um, using a lot of the parts of the whole um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication model, I wrote out very specifically and I just focused, first of all, on, um, did a little bit out of order, but I did the thankful. So I would write down in this area specifically where I'm afraid, I want to be thankful and I want to think about what God has done in the past. And so I was able to remember the last time we moved to Colorado. So we moved from Louisiana to Colorado and God 
really laid on my heart that we were supposed to go to Colorado. And so we put it down on our dream sheet with the Air Force when I was still active duty. And we just prayed and we prayed and we prayed and everyone said it wasn't going to happen. And we prayed and prayed and prayed and, and we prayed for about a year. And even though we just had a really peace that this is where the Lord was leading, we just prayed and we just joined in prayer. And guess what? The God did bring us to that uh, very um, rare opportunity to go back to the Academy for a B-52 pilot. And I got the one slot, period. And so on my card or in the notebook, I wrote in my thankful thing, our last move to Colorado, you kept your word. The Lord put something on my heart. We prayed and God followed through in an amazing way. And then another thing is this house that we currently live down in Del Rio, we, instead of me scouring Zillow too much, I started to pray. I started to trust God, you're going to give us the right home and you're going to set it up and you know what we want even better than we want. And we just prayed and prayed and prayed and the Lord provided a place that never went on the market at a better price and more amazing, it fit what we need have needed in this season of life. And I didn't have to fear about it. And so I remember the things that the Lord has done. And, you know, whereas love casts out fear, when I think about the thankful things, when I think about what God has done on my behalf in terms of a job and in terms of a home, I'm like, oh yeah, you were good in the last time. I'm going to trust that you will be good in this time. And then I just go back, maybe a little more to the adoration part, but expectation. And I'm not pointing the finger and saying, you are going to do this, this, and this, but I'm just going to say, you are this type of God. You are Jehovah Jireh, which means the God who will provide. That's one of his names, God who provides. You are the one who sees and experiences all my need. And you make provision. And I love the word provision because it's a vision and pro means an active in the, in the ahead of time. So what I can in faith believe that God, you are going to be my provision both there and in the meantime. And so one of the things I've been doing as I've been praying this all through this card and just talking to God about it, I'm like, Lord, you are going ahead of me. You're sending your angels. You're setting up the, the network. You're setting up a home. You're going to even put it on the heart of the people that we're supposed to buy a house from or rent. You're going to put it on their heart. That this is the time. And I just thank you that you're going to do those things. And then another thing just about God's nature, and it's always good for us to remind ourselves of God's nature, but you are a better provider than I am because you can see into the future and you know what my family and I need. And one of the best prayers um, I think that we can pray is, God, give me what I really want, not what I think I want, because God, you are all knowing, you are all powerful, you operate outside of time and you are good. And I am frail infallible, only can live in the present, look in the past, you are far greater. And so my expectation of God in moving to Colorado is, God, you are provider. You are Jehovah Jireh, the the one who will provide. And my friend Christopher uh, Beard, uh, I want to get him on the podcast at some point. He, he, he always talks about how God's working on the backside. Um, and so the example is when Abraham and Isaac were going to go and Abraham was going to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. 
it was really hard for um, Abraham. And yet Abraham somehow knew that God was going to provide. And I think he probably most likely thought that God was going to bring Isaac back to life. Um, but he knew that God had given him a son in his old age when it doesn't, did not make sense and that God was a supernatural God. And so he just trusted God. And at the end, he says, God is the one who provides. But what Christopher always points out is on one side of the mountain, it's almost like the blueberries for Sal, if you guys have ever read that book. But on one side of the mountain, uh, Abraham and Isaac are walking up the hill. And at the same time, on the other side, if not even before, there's this ram that's just wandering up the hill. It's wandering up the hill. It's wandering up the hill. And it gets stuck right next to where Abraham is going to, um, you know, you know, put his son's life into the Lord's hands. And Abraham's faithful to what God has asked him to do. And God shows his goodness and his provision that God in advance was having the ram walk up the other side. So I have to get uh, Christopher on to give the whole talk on that, but it's a great thing. Just of that is God's character. And it's not going to always look like we think it should look. And I think that's part of my challenge to you is don't be real specific and just say, you have to do this, God. You have to do it in this way. But go back to God's character and focus on that. Now, at the same time, there is a place about specifics. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. And we can apply this um, in the mission, um, the the seventh mission, talking about um, how to find your dream wife. It talks about putting specifics down and letting God know what's in your heart. Because God is a God of relationship, and He wants to know what you're thinking and what you're saying, even though He knows you, He already knows it. But He wants you to be so real with Him. He wants you to be vulnerable with Him. He wants you to say, this is where I'm at, God. And so on the back side of my card, or you can do it in your notebook, I'm, I wrote a list specifically for the house, because that's really everything that's really important to Kaylee, to my wife, and to me a little bit, but mostly to her, and then the job, which is more important to me. So for the the home, I went did some specifics. Lord, we want there to be some space. We need some space inside the home, especially in Colorado where it's cold. You got to be inside a little bit more and outside. Lord, we pray for a location that will have the proximity to the activities and the friends and the work that only you know that we're going to be doing. Lord, Ask for it to be in this specific price range, so I put a price range on there. Ask for safety. Remember I talked about that that's one of the things that a practical way a man can provide is to make sure they live in a safe area, so that's on there. Lord, I pray for godly neighbors. I pray for good kids and godly kids to be influenced on my children. Um, Lord, I pray for storage space because that is something that's very vital to my wife. Um, I, ideally, I want it to be somewhat updated so I don't have to do all the repairs or updates myself. I'd love for there to be land and trees, Lord. Love there a greenhouse for my wife, a, uh, a real wood fireplace or wood stove for my family, and a gas stove for my son for making oatmeal. So these are specific things. And I'm not saying I need this house in this neighborhood at this, but I'm saying, Lord, these are the things that right now I think are important. And I give you the freedom to, to do what you will. But Lord, I'm going to pray in advance and let you know what's on my heart. And then for the job, um, I just am real specific again. 
But I'm saying, Lord, I I want a job that will help prepare me to take the aero school for men into not just something that's on a website, but into something that practically exists, a gap year program. Lord, I ask that there be a job that I could fly, a job that had minimal travel so I can be at home, uh, a job that would help me work towards a retirement through the Air Force. Uh, Ideally, I'd like to work with cadets. Um, I still like to have the ability and the schedule to be able to coach my kids' teams and be involved in their activities and time for my family. And Lord, I also ask that provision that finances would not be so tight. And so what in all these things, I've taken aspects of fear, things that would have robbed me from joy, from robbed me in peace. And I say, Lord, I cast my cares on you. And my my youngest brother, Arthur, uh, his Down syndrome And uh, he just turned 25. And and his favorite song in the world is, I cast all my cares upon you. And it's an old Salty song from Salty's Camping Adventure. But it says, I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all my burdens down at your feet. And anytime I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you. And so what I'm doing in this is, Lord, these are things, this, 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 this move, this home, this, uh, this job, Lord, these things are important to me. And the truth is that they are important to you. And the truth is that, Lord, that you are a provider. And the truth is I, you have come through in the past. And when I do, when I focus on all these things, those are actions of faith. And perfect love casts out fear because I know that God is good. And, and I think that is just an amazing thing to, to, to meditate on, to dwell on. That's why I, I've got the whole list, the, the list of 30 things that you're thankful for. When you think about the things that God has done or to think about who God is, more the thanks and praise the, the devil doesn't want to be in that. And we are wise to deal with what is before us. And so just a recap of if you come and, and you start to, to find that there's an area of your life where you're not at peace, ask for God to give you wisdom or, or talk with a mentor, talk with your parents, talk with someone who can give you an outside perspective and ask God just to reveal what the fears are. Then write down the fears, and then in faith, write down in that specific area which you are thankful for of how God has come through in the past, what God's character is. And like for me, is I just believe that I serve a big God, and I wish I thought he was even bigger, but I'm trying to grow there. But I serve a God who cares more about my wife than I do, who cares more about where she lives than I do, cares more about positioning me uh, for his service and for his glory. And when we do these things in faith and just write them down, get them, uh, another thing, Bob uh, Butler, another uh, man I want to get on this. And, and that's why all, all this wisdom Lord has just shown me over the years by, by just placing me so many amazing men around me. But Bob always says, bring it to the light, bring it to the light because God is light. And fear hides in the shadows, but bring it to the light and find that his perfect love casts out fear because the truth is God loves us and he has loved us through his son.
and he is still loving us every day. And at the end of this age, we will stand account before him. And he's going to ask us, how did you love? And how did you receive my love? And perfect love casts out fear. So be blessed today. Um, Hope to hear from you guys. Hope this blesses you. And um, God bless.